Welcome to the premiere of Her Fantasy Football. Woo! Woo! The all-lady fantasy football one-stop shop. You can check us out on the web at HerFantasyFootball.com or follow us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Lee. And bam, we are finally here. Bam! Three of us, yes. <laughs> the three of us are so excited to share our knowledge with you. Fantasy football has been a big part of our Sundays for several years, and now you get to be part of the fantasy fun every Thursday morning. We are sisters on a mission to show that fantasy football isn't just for the boys anymore. Get off the bench, ladies. It's time to play some fantasy football. Let's get started by explaining a little bit more about ourselves. I guess I'll start this off. First thing you will probably notice is that we all have fairly low voices. And mine is definitely the lowest out of the three of us. So that is how you will know that it is me. And your um, name is? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley. Hey, it's right. Well, maybe not. Okay. I'm Ashley. <laughs> Ashley. That's right. Um, no, I am not a man. I promise. That would kind of defeat the point of this podcast. But I am a female. I am also the middle child. And I am the only unmarried daughter left. Yep. That's right. And I just exited my 20s, entered the big 30s, super jazzed, super excited about it. Um, I also have no filter, and I say terrible, awful, horrible, snarky things all the time, but I promise you I don't mean any of them most of the time. Um, and I tend to curse like a sailor, so that's how you also know that it is me, <laughs> Ashley, talking. Uh, I have been playing the longest, I guess, now, I think. I've been playing about almost 10 years. With fantasy football. I started mm. out with a bunch of people um, at work back in college or a little bit after college. And uh, it was, you know, I fell in love with it. It's good times. I'm currently in multiple leagues, um, three leagues at the moment. And I can't imagine Sundays without it. Well, I guess really Thursdays, Sundays, or Mondays as football's on a lot now, which we all love. Uh, and I am looking forward to kicking both of my sister's asses in our family league this year, which you will hear lots and lots about all throughout the podcast. Hello, I am Brandon Lee. And, uh, well, I started playing fantasy football in 2008. And uh, the first year was just nuts. I jumped in full bore. And I was the commissioner of our newly christened family league, uh, in which I placed third that year and that all, as you know Ashley and Courtney are discussed we are all in it and so are our parents and our significant others are friends and it's just crazy town and uh, anyway I, I joined two other leagues as well and I've been in those same three leagues since 2008 it's awesome. Uh, that first year, though, I was actually in the championship game, but it was the same weekend that I was moving across the country from Minneapolis to New York City, and I didn't have internet connection. So I ended up being second place after having a borderline undefeated year. I only had one loss all year because Anquan Bolden sat out the game, and I couldn't trade out Jay Cutler for Kurt Warner. And if you remember 2008, that was terrible. 
<laughs> so anyway, I was so angry that I became like hooked on it. And since then, I have been a three-time champion. I won in 2009 and 2010 in uh, different leagues. And then I won in 2012 last year in the Family League. I have been a performer and a playwright pretty much since I could walk. So I've been doing theater forever. I'm also an executive assistant at a New York City investment bank to pay the ridiculously high bills of New York. And yes, I am married, uh, but I actually introduced my husband to fantasy football. And now our Sundays are all date day nights. Uh, it literally goes on forever, our date night. And uh, I'd suggest it to anyone. And I'm Courtney. I'm a stay-at-home mom with the exceptions of Fridays where I serve at a burger joint. It's necessary for one week to be out of the house so I can curse <laughs> all day long and talk shit and things that you can't do with two toddlers. It keeps my sanity. Um, I have two sweet girls, Scarlett Blake and Genevieve Rose. We call them Scar mm. and Eve. And a wonderful husband, too. Can't forget about him, Tim, which explains the last name Kirby. No, my parents aren't mean. They didn't name me Courtney Kirby. I'm married into that. Um, <laughs> I think it's cute. <laughs> I like it. Although after four years of marriage, I, I'm not legally a Kirby. Um, I'll get around to it, I'm sure, at some point. <laughs> um, uh, um, anyway, so I, 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 too, introduced my husband to fantasy football. We played um, together in the first year of um, the Williams League. So I don't know if that helped or hurt my marriage. I, I disagree that Sundays are a fun date day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it always tends to be a, more of a challenge for us to get through Sundays and Mondays, thank God he works so we don't have to deal with the stressful day of who ended up winning the game. I have yet to have my name on the traveling trophy that our Williams have. It's the only league I'm part of. So I'm waiting and being patient and hopefully my players don't shit the bed again this year. Um, I am the youngest of the sisters, but I tend to do everything first, except <laughs> win a championship. So we'll get there. Now back to football. <laughs> the first week of training camp is already on its way. Um, we be I believe we have a game on Sunday, which yep, so, Hall of Fame game. So excited about sure some preseason. Um, but with the first week of training camp, tends to be uh, the first round of injuries. So, Brandon, you want to explain a little bit more? All right, you guys. Here I am. I am part of the Band-Aid Brigade. All right. Super sad first week of training camp. I'm just going to go through them, and this is the way it is. Ryan Williams, the running back for the Arizona Cardinals, was sidelined on Sunday's practice with a sore right knee. This is an unfortunate turn of events for the injury-prone back, considering he's battling with Mendenhall for the starting position. He claims he's feeling better and will not seek a second opinion. After the MRI came back clean, he should be fine for the opener. Scott Chandler, tight end for the Buffalo Bills, was able to practice on a limited basis during the opening day of training camp. He's back after an ACL surgery over the offseason, but everything looks good. Possible sleeper. All right, in for the really sad stuff. Dennis Pitta, tight end for the Baltimore Ravens, suffered a dislocated hip at Saturday's practice and immediately underwent surgery. During the operation, the doctor also found a fracture on both, uh, and both the medical staff and Coach Harbaugh declared Pitta out for the season. 
Brandon Marshall, yeah, really sad. Brandon Marshall, wide receiver for the Chicago Bears, was held out of practice as a precaution on Monday, but he's going to be just fine. After spending the entire offseason rehabbing from his hip surgery, he reported to camp at 235 pounds with 6.2% body fat. What a fatty. Uh, wow. Uh, AJ Green, right. wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. I want whatever diet he's on. I'm sorry. I would die to 6.2% body fat. You are rehabbing from surgery at 6.2% body fat. Yeah, I'll bust my hip if I get down to 6.2%. Awesome. I'm, I've been cranky all day about that. <laughs> anyway, AJ Green, wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. He underwent an MRI after hurting his knee at training, training camp, but the MRI revealed no structural damage, but the Bengals will probably be conservative and hold him out of all preseason games and most of the activities at camp. Dan Copen, center for the Denver Broncos, sustained a torn ACL on Sunday and will be out for the season. Good news, Houston Texans coach Gary Kubiak believes Arian Foster, stud running back from the Houston Texans, might return from the physically unable to perform list by midweek. He was sidelined for two months by a calf strain. Ahmad Bradshaw, running back for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, well, he seems to think that he's going to be back on the field in a couple weeks after having surgery on his right foot in January, but he was still in a walking boot mid-June, so he will probably sit out all of the preseason games. More sad news, Jeremy Macklin, wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles, tore his ACL at Saturday's training, training camp and was placed on a season-ending injury reserve. And then today, the big news, uh, Sidney Rice, or I'm sorry, Percy Harvin, wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings, who is now a Seahawk, will undergo surgery um, due to a labrum tear in his hip. Uh, and the, it's very early prognosis, but they're saying it's going to be three to four months recovery time. And then odd news, wide receiver uh, Sidney Rice from the Seattle Seahawks is in Switzerland for a non-surgical procedure on his knee. I don't know what that means. Sketchy. Uh, <laughs> Sketchy. What does that mean? <laughs> we better test him uh, for drugs when he gets back. Right? Right. It's, mm. They said he'll be back soon, but that sounds really... Odd. So that's the litany of events that have happened in just the last few days. Take it away, of, Ashley. A lot of hip action, it sounds like. A lot of hip problems. <laughs> a lot of hips. My hip was hip. hurting when I was walking up the stairs today, and I didn't know if it was like a subconscious thing because I'd written out all those injuries. <laughs> you so really, it was pain? hurting. Did you? Yeah, my, my hip pops out all the time, but I think it's <sighs> a different problem. <laughs> Terrible. I switched the side of my purse Terrible. just in case. <laughs> Uh, this brings us to the fun-filled segment we like to call more money, more problems. Uh, the NFL is never short of entertainment. I can tell you that. <laughs> um, uh, if you haven't seen Deshaun Jackson's new rap video, I recommend mm. it and also don't recommend it um, as it is terrible. But it's called Diamonds on My Neck, and it is with Snoop Lion. How in the world he convinced Snoop to do a music video with him? is astonishing to me because snoop's fairly legit especially since trying to like rebrand himself as snoop lion he loves to pair up with deshaun jackson he loves football like he lives well, yeah, and dies for football have you seen the video Cordy? no i haven't i'm so Check excited i'm so out. excited 
The good news is that um, we can see that Deshaun Jackson's a pretty decent dancer, actually. He's got some moves. No? You know, I feel like... It's so he funny. I was looking for the Cruz. moves. <laughs> it's, no like, it's like almost trying to like Dougie, just about. It's like, it's like kind of a Dougie. Kind of. He has, has he been on one of these celebrity dance shows? Not yet. Not yet. But I think we all know that's the next step. Okay, really excited. Clearly. Clearly the next step. Uh, but I recommend checking it out because it's absolutely ridiculous. Did you um, notice the really ticked off woman sitting next to him in the car? They all look pissed off in the thing. <laughs> is, it, is she mad because she doesn't have diamonds on her neck? It could be. That's that could it. be why she's mad. They were the unhappiest yeah. women in a video I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. They were not selling it. You know, uh, I mean, my advice would be put a diamond, put a Super Bowl ring on your finger first, Deshaun, and then pursue this career. <laughs> and then my, diamonds on your neck. Right. That, that'd be my suggestion. But <laughs> on to other fun news, because Hernandez, that case is never short of entertaining for us as well. Uh, police divers dived back into the pond near Hernandez's hometown to see if they could actually find their murder weapon after being tipped off that it was tossed there. So, you know, I think, again, well, I think I'm probably going to have a segment almost every week about this Hernandez trial because it just keeps mm. going. There's always something there. Screw you, Patriots. We're never going to let this story die. <laughs> <laughs> never. never. You can let me trade in a jersey all you want. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It still it's happened. not going away, Kraft. It's not going away. Nope. Uh, so I'll be, I'll be intrigued to see what they find. I mean, I think we all know that's borderline, like, a closed case, done deal. But I mean, there's always OJ to think about, so maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> Von Miller, he is facing a four-game suspension, violation of the NFL drug policy. This is the second time that he has gotten himself in a little, little bit of trouble for a little recreational fun. He uh, first got in trouble in 2011 for testing positive for marijuana and infimities. Inf- I can't even say it. That's how that's how little drugs I use. Infenamines. <laughs> Infenamines. Oh Courtney, you're the resident drug expert here. Hey, there you go. Hey, kids, if you ever listen to this, I never did drugs. Never. Yeah, Anyways, it's just a little that. Molly ecstasy. Same uh-huh. difference. It's fine. Yeah, we're here in Molly. I mean, it's tough because, you know, what we didn't mention before and a little bit about us is that Courtney and I live in Denver. Brandon lives in New York. And so obviously we're big Bronco fans. But here in the state of Colorado, marijuana is legal. So it should make for an interesting case. So I guess we'll have to see. A lot of people think he's going to get out of this four-game suspension. I guess we'll have to kind of wait and see here. He's proceeding with training camp as if he's not going to be suspended. He seems pretty confident about it. So uh, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how that all plays out. That's all we need is the Broncos after training camp to get together and get high off weed, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, there's worse things they could be doing. Like uh, using the N-word as uh, Mr. Riley Cooper did Mm. at a, uh, what was it? A Kenny Chesney concert (laughs) on on tape. (laughs) The first problem is obviously using the N-word. How stupid are you? And my second problem is, what the fuck are you doing at a Kenny Chesney concert? (laughs) You know? (laughs) I hate country music. I hate it. I'm not going to lie. I'm not even going to pretend like I like it. But come on, I get caught on tape saying it. I liked Shania Twain in high school. Does that count? No. You did like Shania Twain in high school. Again, I didn't quite understand that It was the big hair. It was the big hair. You did, yeah. (laughs) I get it. You know, she rocked a little Notting Hill soundtrack as well. But 
I mean, how dumb are you, right? And so now we've got, like, what, possible bounties on his head from Michael Vick's brother. Is that right, Brandon? Yes, Marcus Vick. Mm-hmm. How, um, much is he th- how much is he willing to put on Riley's head? One K. <laughs> One thousand dollars. <laughs> Seriously, he has, um, a, what was it, Mr. Evil? Yeah. yeah, one million dollars. One million. Instead, it's one thousand dollars. It's sad because he just dropped it like, like, yo, I'm making it rain, you know, with the one k. And I don't a know if Michael exactly and his family should really be the ones correcting people in public. Well, that's what's interesting is that Michael Vick has just come out just just minutes ago saying that he's forgiven him. And basically saying, you know, what if this was your kid and everybody makes mistakes and would you want him entirely judged on this? And he came to me man to man, one on one. And, you know, (laughs) we have, you know, I I have forgiven him. He's like a brother to me. And, you know, basically, I mean, what can Michael Vick say, really? Well, I'll tell you (laughs) what he can say. He can say, hey, brother of mine, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you going to Twitter right now? Give it a day. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, but, you yeah. Know, pr- props to Michael Vick for, you know, like, basically, you know, kind of being like, hey, you know what? Wasn't okay. We're going to get through it. You know, like, everybody makes mistakes. Again, Riley, how so dumb. So dumb. I just want to know how that word slips out of your mouth. How does it slip out of your mouth? That's, that's the thing. And here's the weirdest thing. He said, I'm going to fight all the bad word how many were at this kenny chesney concert <laughs> and, and who, who are these people yeah who, and who is he talking about i i mean he literally made it sound like it was a mission it's just weird he was apparently talking about the bouncer he got into a little bit of a, a ruckus with the bouncer um but yeah i mean this must have funny. been some fucking rocking Kenny Chesney concert, you know. Um, I feel like that, those concerts, those are the concerts your parents go to. Yeah. Right? Exactly. I mean, it just, I, I'm confused. I don't really see a whole lot of trouble getting stirred up there, but apparently, right? apparently it does, you know. Too Lesson funny. learned for everybody. Too Stay funny. Stay away from Chenny Chesney concerts. And hasn't he been seeing any of those Paula stupid. Dean interviews lately? <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> just don't. What is wrong with these people? I literally, I have no idea how that slips out of your mouth. It doesn't just slip out of your mouth. It doesn't. It, yeah. When are people going to learn like, you are always being, you're always on camera. You're always on camera. You especially know? when you're a professional athlete. Like, you are always under the public eye. You cannot get away with anything. Nothing. Hernandez, anyone. You can't get away with it. Okay? Well, OJ. Well, thank you, Ashley. That was very entertaining. <laughs> Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> this week on our premiere for fantasy football, we're going to do a little bit of do's and don'ts for your fantasy league, for your draft, and uh, exactly, we just want you to be prepared for this season. Brandon, you want to start us off with some of the do's? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh Okay, so the first thing we're going to start off with is, um, so we're so glad that you've decided to join a fantasy football league. Mm -hmm. You're so excited for the day. The number one thing, in my opinion, that you need to do is figure out the location. 
call the location if it's going to be at a bar, make sure that they have air conditioning, internet connection is key. If it's going to be at someone's house, make sure they have air conditioning, internet connection, etc. And uh, you know, this sounds like a very obvious thing, but and this is especially important if you're going to have people in other cities. In, the, in your league, and that happens all the time. You know, all of my leagues are in Minneapolis or in Denver. And the first year that we did the family league, actually, um, Carson and I, for whatever reason, we lost our internet connection. And we had to go to this place called the Tea Garden, and we were trying to beam in, basically, to this draft. And drafts take hours, you guys, hours. Hours, And then the place closed, and then we had to basically sit outside of it trying to get the internet connection, couldn't do that. So we went back to our place and then called, and we did the rest of the draft via telephone, which, by the way, is a nightmare. So don't let this happen to you, because it actually starts off your league on a really bad foot, and you will be exhausted, because I think we were up to like 4 in the morning. It was something crazy, right? Because I don't think we started till like 10 p.m. And then we right. had all these technical yeah. problems. With ours? Yeah. Yeah. Was this the year we were instant messaging? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I was passed out, and my then boyfriend, now husband, was filling <laughs> in my players because it was our first year of fantasy. I didn't know what I was doing anyways. We didn't have the Her Fantasy Football podcast to listen to. So I was passed out. I was done. It Bad. was way think, too long. Well, another important thing, too, like you're saying, Brandon, is with checking your surroundings, is to bring things like extension cords and mm. power strips. Cause you get there and you forget like, oh yeah, they got power, they got outlets. Well, everybody needs to use that same two outlets in that room. And there's, you know, eight, 10, 12, 14 of you. And so you need to make sure that you bring power strips so that multiple people can plug into things and extension cords, or you're all gonna be hovered in this very tiny little space and it's extremely uncomfortable. I would suggest just not even going to a restaurant or a bar and just staying in. Pick someone's house. If everybody's in the same state, everybody goes there. Um, if not, prepared to, you know, Skype, chat, do chat, whatever it is you guys choose to do, but make sure everybody is kind of in the same room. Makes it a lot easier to get through the draft a lot faster. And get there early because a lot of times people are on a timetable because it does take hours and it always takes a little bit longer to get set up than you anticipate it's going to for everyone to get settled and get everything ready and get everything plugged in. So it takes time. And kind of with that, you know, would be know the parameters of your draft. So, for example, are you drafting on a computer? Are you on a timer? Do you have two to three minutes to do your your selection? Um, you know, do you have to draft all your starters before you can start drafting backups? I was in a league where you literally had to draft every single starter, including your kickers and defenses before you could pick up any backups. So mm. you need to make sure that you know the parameters and how your scoring is for each league before you do your draft, because that will make a difference, you know, on who you draft and also your stress level. If you show up and you aren't aware that you're on a three-minute timer, that's going to stress you out. So just know ahead of time. Yeah, there's a bunch of different leagues you guys can sign up on. You know, we do ours on Yahoo, but you can do it on CBS, NFL. I mean, there's a bunch of different ones you can do. So you definitely want to know the rules. And I would say um, the timing. <laughs> um, 
our father is the worst about dragging out his pick. And I don't know if it's just to tick off her mother <laughs> yes, or yes. if he literally is just that un- unprepared. Um, make sure you have a time where everyone needs to hit it so you can get through the draft as fast as possible and people don't start getting irritated with each other for how long they're taking. Well, and, you know, if you're going to do one of the drafts online, what happens is they have an automatic timer, okay? So if, if, if there's an online thing that you have to sign into, make sure to test that you're able to do the sign-in, first of all. Make sure that you can actually get in and maybe that'll be doing a mock draft beforehand. Maybe that'll be, you know, just making sure that, that whatever needs to load can load. But it will cut you off at two minutes. And there is no pause button. I did an, a draft like that online. And literally, even if you're like, hey, hold on, can you please hold? There is no hold. It is all automatic. And it will tick everyone off. So. I always pick offline because I feel like the online drafts are very difficult to control. But if you are in one, just make sure that you literally have all of your beverages right next to you. You, I mean, you know, just to be blunt, you go to the bathroom beforehand, you get everything done because you step away, it will, it will keep going. There is no pause button. And I just want to make sure that you know that so that you don't think, oh, I can just take a break in the middle. Well, I think we can all agree, for the most part, try to not do one that's a timed situation unless you have to, especially if this is your first time drafting, because they can be stressful. So try to, if you can, try to do offline. Um, well, one of my things to do is to make sure you plan for the night with what you need to make your draft successful. Um, I am not computer friendly, so I like to print everything out. I take a pen and paper and write down everything, including other people's picks as well because if you know say you're in position three and you're going down the chart and you know that you know or you're going to back up and you know that two and three need wide receivers you might want to pick up a wide receiver because by the time it gets back down to you it's going to be four more picks there might your four wide receivers might be gone so i like to always make sure i print out a list of most valuable players a blank sheet with positions so I can know where, who I've picked up in what position so I know what I need to get and something to make sure I check off to know what everybody else has as well. Yeah, and you know, this is a good time to also bring up the fact that we're talking about snake drafts, which means that the first pick goes down to whatever the last pick is. So the first pick gets, or the first person gets the first pick, then the second, third, and then down to, let's say, 10. And then that 10th pick gets the 10th and 11th pick, and then it snakes back up, hence the definition of a snake draft. If you're doing an auction draft, that's a different deal. Uh, and if you're doing a keeper league, that's a different deal, too, and we'll talk about that later. Well, right now we're talking about standard scoring snake draft, draft leagues. And one of the things that I'm going to talk about with bringing all your materials and planning for a long night is to bring your computer, bring that extension cord to it. And I like to have my paper list next to me. But before I make a pick, oftentimes I'll Google the player just to make sure that they didn't just get hurt at practice that day or if something crazy happened like a suspension or you know a murder conviction who knows these days <laughs> but just make sure that they are active playing good to go because you don't want to draft someone and and then find out oh yeah they they just got you know their ACL torn out you just you know you don't want to do that 
Unless it's Adrian Peterson, then you still draft him. Because he'll heal Clearly. immediately. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't actually do a blank sheet and write what everybody else, what position they have. I mean, I don't care what you ladies are drafting. I love you. but I, I and, and that's just for me because at least in our league and a lot of people's league, there's so many transactions that happen. People are dropping people all the time that for the most part, I'm just concerned with who the best possible person on the board still is. You know, I think it probably could be helpful to sit there and actually know who everybody takes because I think you probably can be a little bit more strategic that way. But I think if you, if this is your first time, that might be a little stressful for you because you just, it's stressful enough to even just figure out who you took. So I think kind of gauge, you know, how you're doing on that. And if, if it's stressing you out, just abandon that and just focus on yourself. But if you can, you know, do it. Otherwise, don't feel bad about it and just abandon it. And, you know, speaking about that, I'm going to bring up a do that I think is important, and it's a little controversial, but I think it's an, I think it's always important to know what other people are doing as far as strategy. I always draft by position. So I say do draft by position. That means that, yes, I have an overall list. So when you go to these, they're, they're called cheat sheets, and there's an overall list cheat sheet that will just have everyone listed one through like 200, and running backs and wide receivers and quarterbacks are all mixed in there. And then there's position lists. I find the overall list not very helpful, to be entirely honest with you, because I'm interested in building the best team. And that team is made up of certain positions. So I like to pay attention, you know, like Courtney said, I like to pay attention to whoever wins drafting. Um, but more of it is, okay, so there's been a run on quarterbacks. Maybe I want to draft a quarterback. Or no one's da drafted a tight end yet. I'm not thrilled with the running backs that are left. Maybe I'll get the best tight end, which, by the way, is Jimmy Graham. So do pay attention, but but definitely draft by positions. In fact, I mean, I like to draft two running backs first and then fill in with quarterbacks, wide receivers, and maybe even throw in a tight end in there, depending on if you can still get the best one. Uh, and also, as far as that's concerned, you know, the reason why I say that is because there are so few starting running backs that are featured backs, which means that they don't run by committee, meaning that they don't spread the, the carries around to the numerous running backs on the team. So if you have a featured back, that would be Adrian Peterson, best example, Doug Martin, Marshawn Lynch. But once Arian they're gone, Foster. they're gone. That's it. And you'll notice that running backs yeah. tend to give you the most points every game. So it's definitely um, the most crucial position to get at least one guy that's going to be, you know, giving you the, the highest points to hopefully give you a victory at the end of the day. Yeah, and, and I, I agree. I, I would start running back because, like they said, I mean, there's a lot of really good quarterbacks out there. A lot. Yeah. And so, I mean, and you were going to sit there, and this is what makes mock drafts so frustrating and why I find them to be kind of a waste of time is because – people don't draft the way that they are supposed to draft, and especially with new people. People just draft someone completely random. You're like, whoa, where'd that come from? And where I'd say with that is, you know, just because if somebody took, starts the wide receiver, you know, doesn't mean that you have to take a wide receiver too. Take who's the best one out there. If you're not, like Brandon said, if you're not super excited about a certain running back, then get the best tight end you can. Get the best wide receiver you can because that running back will probably still be on the board by the time that, you know, it snakes back around to you. So while draft by position like Brandon's saying don't feel tied to do it 
Good. So, yeah. I guess, you know, it's funny, like, what you're saying, Brandon, is, you know, I guess have a system and kind of think it out before you start the draft. Like Brandon was saying there's cheat sheets. I highly recommend you get you print cheat sheets out. Always print them out before the draft, too, and don't depend on somebody else's printer to do it for you when you get there. But print out your sheets. I always print the top 200 sheet, and I print all the sheet that gives breaks it up by position. <clears throat> like she's saying, drafting by position tends to be the best bet. But I like to also cross off the top 200 players kind of cheat sheet because then I can know, okay, well, I'm not super jazzed by this particular running back, but nobody's taken, you know, Jimmy Graham yet. I'm going to take Jimmy Graham right now. And so that's how I can kind of gauge as far as who's kind of been taken as far as the grand scheme of things. So kind of come up with a system. And I like to highlight who I take. So I highlight the players on my team and I cross out players other people have taken. Yeah, I think I think that's a great thing. I mean, I always like to write it out. Just prepare that the first four rounds at least are going to go a lot faster than the other rounds because people you know are going to go straight down that list and typically know what their plan is for their first rounds of picks so when taking down your notes really just prepare it's going to go fast you don't need to necessarily worry about a timer for you know several rounds but then yeah you know you really want this it towards the end is when you really want to focus on who's taking who and what you need, because it's it's a lot slower, so you have the time to really analyze it. Yeah, you know, I I also do the cross out of players when someone takes them, and then I highlight the ones that are mine. But I do put initials by the cross out. So I basically, I put the number, whatever round we're in. So let's say Courtney's making the first pick of the first round. I would put in one next to Adrian Peterson, so I'd assume that's what she's doing, one next to him, cross him out, and then I'd put CK for Courtney Kirby. So that's kind of how I track it. So I kind of do a combo of the two, actually. That's um, great. Yeah. And there's and no right or wrong way. No, but you just have to have your system, and you, you need to be able to read it at the end of the night. Uh so that was the only problem is, you know, and as you know, I'm not a huge fan of the overall rankings, but I do them on the positional sheets and I just make sure that I track who's taking what. And because I'm the commissioner of the family league, I have to track that uh, because I enter all of the picks manually after the fact. Right. So if you're a newbie, hopefully you're not a commissioner but I was a newbie commissioner too and you can do it but make sure that you track that because you also don't want to just put you know oh these are all of Courtney's picks well yeah but it's important where they were drafted right I think I think I I think another newbie mistake is uh not looking at bye weeks you know if you're gonna you know draft somebody who has that's your quarterback that's week five is on a bye and, you know, kind of is, is the best pick for you to pick, but might get injured. You definitely don't want to pick up another quarterback who's got a week five bye. Uh, now you're just, I mean, what a waste, unless you're just really tied between the two of them playing them all season. I mean, you just really need to look out for the buys and uh, know where they stand. If you're getting two top, wide receivers and they have the same buy now you have to bench both of them in one week so make sure you look at that well you know i don't really concern myself with bye weeks it's it's very low in my priority unless it's quarterbacks because i 
I like to have one fantastic quarterback and then the backup quarterback is literally just for the bye week, so I don't, I wouldn't pick you up if, if you had the same bye week. But as far as running backs, wide receivers, I kind of pick up and drop people all the time from the waiver wire during the season, so the bye week conflicts always change. And I believe the first bye week is week four. Mm-hmm. So, so you're going to have mm-hmm. some time to make up for it if you don't. So if it's, if it's close between two people, don't pick them because of a bye week. But if one person's definitely the person you think is better, I'd pick them up just in case. Because you never know. So you really need to figure out, Brandon, who's not playing the same bye week as Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> so that you can draft him. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Dad brought up Tannehill too, and I just said, "Dad, I don't love Tannehill. I just think he's the best of the meh." Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's we'll awesome. Um, you know, I'm I'm kind of dead in the middle between you guys on the thoughts of bye weeks. I agree, it's important because it also depends on how active you are in your fantasy league. Because a lot of times, some people really don't look at their teams until right before they need to set their lineups. And then they realize, oh my gosh, half my team's on bye, or I've got two wide receivers out of my three I need to start on the same bye week. So I don't think you ever pass up an amazing player because of a bye week. You know, if you have, you know, Calvin Johnson and AJ Green, two top choices, that, that would never happen. They would not be on the same team, but because they're both top choices. But you don't pass one up because they have the same bye week. But if, you, if you've if got two kind of meh players, look at the bye weeks for sure. And I, I agree, especially with quarterbacks, you definitely need to look at bye weeks because for the most part, you're starting the same quarterback every single week, and that other backup is really just there to kind of fill in on the bye week. But, you know, don't pass up an amazing player, but do pay attention to it. And make sure you start paying attention to it when it comes time to set your lineups because that's a very easy way to screw yourself is by not – paying attention midweek to who you have to replace that week. Well, and I think this is about intuition, right? So, so actually, this is perfect, because my next do was do listen to your intuition. And so uh, the first year that I played fantasy, I came to this league, you know, to the one of the drafts, and I had just heard that Kurt Warner was going to be the starter, or was rumored to be the starter over Ryan Leaf. And Arizona. Now, here's the deal. I wasn't entirely sure that was the true story. I wasn't entirely sure. But from the get-go, I thought, listen, I know Kurt Warner. I saw him win Super Bowls. And this other guy is terrible. Was it Ryan Leaf? It had to have been Ryan Leaf, right? That was there? I don't know. Uh, I know. I, th- I, I thought it was Mr. USC uh, Liner. It was. It was Liner. Matt Leinert. It was Leinert. Leinert, Leaf, Leif, Leinert, blah, blah, blah. And so I thought, there is just no way. My intuition was just going crazy. I was like, there is just no way that guy's going to be the backup to Leinert. It just, no, no. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. The same thing happened last year where I watched Russell Wilson in the preseason, and I said, that guy's going to be the starter. And he's good. And luckily, that's what happened. You know, and so... Listen to your intuition, but ladies, I don't know if you noticed, all of those intuitions were based in fact. They were not based in, I just think that maybe, it was like I've seen these guys play, 
this is what I think will happen. And trust that because you know what? Sometimes the experts are just wrong, just wrong, including me. <laughs> I think you that. Well, yeah, and I think it's really funny, Brian, because they also have to be two attractive men. I think that's partially why you drafted Russell Wilson. Another person Brian has a crush on in the NFL, Mr. Russell Wilson. <laughs> that was I actually intuition. was laughing with a, a co-worker today, and I said if I was RG3, I would put it in my contract that I don't stand next to this guy in photos. <laughs> Ever. 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 He and Andrew Luck. Mm-mm. No. You know, I think it's really important to, you know, in listening to your intuition, make sure you don't follow the hype of the rookies, too. You know, a lot of people are going to be talking about these rookies coming out and they're going to be doing this and that. Well, you know, really if, use your gut feeling on this one because a lot of rookies come out and they aren't what mm-hmm. everyone says yep. they're going to be. You know, last year was a very rare thing to get so many rookie quarterbacks having such successful seasons. It doesn't it's, – it's usually not the case. You know, I, I will say I, I'm i not the one to really talk about that because I drafted Doug Martin his rookie year. I drafted Jeremy Graham his rookie year, you know. But part <laughs> of my intuition is their names. And I know this is not good football, you know, advice, <laughs> but I love a good name. And when I'm getting down in the picks, I might, you know, pick a, pick a guy based off of the feeling I get after reading his name. And I'm not saying it's necessarily a good thing, but that's what I do. Hence me maybe not winning any championships. I don't know. Yeah. Did you feel good about the name... Ocho Cinco, Courtney? No, I didn't. No, I did not. I did not draft that one. No. <laughs> no. No. Good. No, I loved, Good. I, I loved the name Justin Blackman, and he did nothing for me last no. year. So he was not a good um, pickup for just the name. Waste of a pick. Jimmy Waste Graham, pick. on the other hand. Doug Martin. Doug Martin, great. So eh, it's a 50-50 thing. So, eh, you know, you never know. <laughs> when you get down in the draft, though, it's like, well, do I really know any of these people? No. Yeah. Sometimes you just like want to like actually like cheer for his name. Like, and, I just want to be able to scream Blackman out a lot. And that's what I'm saying. I just want to go, come on, Dougie. That's a, yeah. Doug's a I good name, it. right? I mean, I it's a it. good Doug, name. Solid. It's a solid right. name. Jimmy. I mean, I love that. <laughs> it's like what you call it, your toddler, Jimmy. Uh, it's just exciting. Uh, you know, another one of my dues for drafting is food. And beverages. Um, I get really cranky if I'm hungry. <laughs> like, really cranky. Um, and that does not help <laughs> out in drafts for anybody involved. So, and definitely prep ahead of time. And if you're hosting the event, you know, do a potluck style so that you're not incurring all of that cost as well. Because you are going to be there a long time. Like, you might think, oh, this will take a couple hours. It takes hours. Like, what would you guys say? Like, four hours sometimes? Four, five hours? Yeah, hours. Yeah, I mean, you need an appetizer, a main dish, and dessert. But it's like it's like a half a day ordeal. So make sure you have lots of food there and drinks, Um, and it's supposed to be fun. You know, like be be prepared, but also same time banter with your friends. Enjoy yourself. Half the fun of fantasy football is talking shit to your friends. You know, enjoy it. Absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't consider either one of you my friends, but um, (laughs) I do like. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, let the shit talking begin. It's too much. It's too much. Um, but yeah, I agree. I mean, potluck style is wonderful. I I typically like, you know, good old fashioned football food. You know, bratwursts. You know, the queso dip. You know, all that good stuff to really get me in the mood for some football. Um, but any way you go, you know, definitely space it out. You know, don't. Don't expect it to just be a quick eat and then let's do the draft. No, you need food in front of you at all times. Well, I'm going to focus on the shit talking because it's awesome. And you know what? It's fun to just get in people's heads and be funny and laugh. And, you know, I play in a league where I'm the only woman and that will happen, and it's fantastic. And I kept placing fourth, which is a 12-person league, so you're still doing well, and you had to win in the playoffs to be fourth because six people made it to the playoffs. And so I said, you know what, we should have a prize for fourth place. You don't win anything for fourth place, and it was a buy-in. And this guy like spoke up, and he was like, huh, okay, well, what about a Manny Petty? Because <laughs> <laughs> I was in fourth. Oh, what a dick. And I like it. I like it. Was, it. It was the worst. It was totally a low <laughs> blow, and I loved it. I was like, that's right. I'll take that. I'll take it. I can take it. So, you know, it's, it's all in good fun. So just, you know, keep your spirits up, even when it gets a little late in the evening. And you're like, why won't this person just pick? I want to go home. <laughs> it's right. That will happen. It's right. Take a smoke break if you need it. Um, one of my dues, back to drafting, per se, um, you know, I... Tight ends can sometimes be just as valuable as your second or third wide receiver. And if you, see, if the wide receivers are quick to come off, you know, your draft, make sure you know you get a good tight end to to back up your you know number one wide receiver. It's, I you know Jimmy Graham, you know Tony Gonzalez. I mean they all um, have good numbers every week that are consistent with, you know, maybe your second or third wide receiver. So Don't, you know, don't wait on the tight ends like you do on kickers and defense. Make sure you, you put them in to the, you know, mid of your draft. Well, I think that's a great tip, Courtney. Uh, tight end is the only position where I think there's a definitive top tier. There's just no doubt. It's Jimmy Graham, Jason Witten, Tony Gonzalez, I guess Rob Gronkowski, however, his injury is really playing with that. After that, it's very fuzzy and very touch and go. So I always emotionally prepare myself to hate my tight end. I, I just <laughs> back I to have, your emotions, Brandon. I have reached a place where I have to understand that if I don't get those top people, my tight end could get me zero points one week, maybe three or four the next, and then maybe 31 out of all 16 weeks that that team will play. It's unbelievable how bad tight end play is. So, you know, I've, on one hand, I feel like don't wait so you can get one of the top people. But if you don't get a top one, gosh, I, don't, I would almost wait on it because who cares if you're choosing between I mean I guess there's like a tier two ish where it's like Kyle Rudolph, Brandon Pettigrew ish, but barely. I don't know. After that. So I would almost take a tight end before a wide receiver or wait. That makes sense? Yeah. I think it depends yeah, I think it depends on how your draft is going because again, every draft is totally different. So 
really kind of get a gauge of what's going on. But I mean, I mean, I totally agree. I mean, there's a lot of great wide receivers that are out there, a lot, and not a whole lot of great tight ends. Although I love that you're like, nah, I don't know, maybe Gronkowski, maybe, <laughs> like top scoring tight end last season. Uh, but his injuries, yeah, I totally agree with you. But I still injury, think he's still, yeah. he's still, he still pick him up. But I, you know, we mocked someone in our draft last year because she took Gronkowski as her top pick, like first pick of the draft. She's like Rob Gronkowski, and we're all like, what? And then she was in the championship game. We're all like, okay, I guess <laughs> I guess we can't talk too much shit. But he was scoring like thirty points a game. No, but that's the difference is, you know, he could be scoring 30 points a game. And like Brandon says, Joe Schmo, you know, over on the Bills or wherever may score you two points. And you may be super excited if he scores you four points one week. Like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, and most teams will run with one tight end, some two, but they don't really have the competition in the tight end position. Whereas, you know, your wide receivers, there's three back. You know, they're, they're sharing the ball. You know, your number one wide receiver that you pick up is the only good guy on the team, so he's constantly getting covered. You know, so tight ends really do play into um, a make-or-break season in fantasy. Uh, well, let's be honest. With Dennis Pitta getting out, Gronkowski hurt, Aaron hurt. Hernandez arrested. Murderer. Uh, it's a hard year for tight ends. This is like a lot the of t- worst it's been. But the tight end position is really having an emergence right now. So, I mean, it's it's not unreasonable to take it before a wide receiver because there's a ton of teams that are running multiple tight end plays all the time. So, you know, think about it. Is you it, get a top-tier guy, go for it. Absolutely. Well, I think we've done some do's, enough do's, that maybe you can get a grasp on uh, what you should do on your draft day. Let's start talking about some don'ts. Um, this is my least favorite don't. I mean, I hate to say don't do this. But don't get drunk on draft day. Blasphemy. <laughs> Try not to get drunk. Now, this is when crazy picks start to happen, especially if you drink before the draft actually starts. Um, I, Which always happens. I don't want to see somebody pick up a kicker in the fourth round. I uh, you know, don't want to see somebody take Tony Romo first overall. I don't want to see these things happen to you, that's why I say don't drink. Just focus on the future of your um, football season. It's going to be really rough if you have a really rough team. I'm going to say stay lucid for the first eight rounds. After that, it's a little bit darts in the dark anyway. I'm, I, I'm not saying definitely go out and get drunk but I, I you know have a good time I'm I'm a little all over the map on this one I mean no you're probably right Courtney sigh uh, you probably are you probably shouldn't be drunk but it's such a sad little don't I know it's such a mommy don't mm. it, it really is have a, mommy a beer don't. in hand don't have a six-pack in hand how about that this is mm. when I would say you know be proactive and get everyone else around you drunk that's true. Nice. Mm-hmm. You know, like panty dropping you, wasted. Yeah. Maybe you take shots every other <laughs> round and, and you pour yourself water and give everybody else vodka. You know, I mean, this is when it's time to get dirty, you know, be a really good host and just keep topping everybody else's beverage off and get them drunk. Good get idea. Creative that's good. Yep, get creative. That's, that's you know? really good. <laughs> You're that's just hosting. Good. You're just being an excellent hostess. Excellent. Yep. That Excellent. lemonade pitcher you won't touch has a lot of Everclear in it. Yep. Yep. 
I loved it. Now we know, Ashley. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> You've always had a good time. Oh, man. Brandon, <laughs> Brandon, t- tell me one of your don'ts. Me? All right. Uh, maybe handcuff. Sorry, do Ashley, we... do you want to tell us one of your don'ts? I guys, I can go for sure. Are you already drunk, Corny? Are you drinking the Everclear I gave you? Seriously. Skipping over me? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. You are irrelevant in my eyes. Yeah. Well, oh, oh, low blow. <laughs> you have been kicking back today. Oh, man. Anyway. Um, mine would be don't join a league that has too many teams for your first time playing. I would say try to keep it around eight teams. And, you know, the reason I say this is because when there's less teams, there's a lot more good available players left. And especially if it's your first year playing fantasy, you want to like your team. You want to root for your team. And, you know, I've played on some 14 team leagues where literally you have an injury and it completely kills your entire season because there's no one to pick up. And if you're in an eight team league and something happens, you're going to be able to still find someone to play and you're still going to enjoy watching your players, which I think is really important for your first season to really get involved and to love it. So try not to join anything, you know, in the, in the 12, 14 range. 8 to 10, you're fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to say stick to one league your first year so you can, like, really focus on it. But if you're in a big league like that, in a 14 or more, le- you know, person league. Team league. Yeah, you might, you might want to play two and do one in the eight-man and uh, another in a larger league so you can – at least have a little bit of fun in one of your links and feel a little bit more confident in your team. Well, and a lot of people don't have a choice, right? They get invited and it's their friends. So you can't really say, I would, but this is a 12-man league. I'd really prefer a 10, you know? So uh, don't forget. But if you're starting one, don't just invite every single one of your friends to join this right, league. Right, right. But if you're invited you can do it but what I'm saying is it my take an RB the running back first philosophy is even more important in a larger league and don't worry about your quarterback immediately because I, I just wanted to list the people that are 12 through 15 real quick on our uh, her fantasy football rankings RG3 Eli Manning Big Ben Andy Dalton this is where you get those guys. Tony Romo is is number eleven. You know you can get Joe Flacco, Jay Cutler, Tannehill, Tannehill. Clearly, <laughs> but what I'm saying is uh, those people can still win you championships. Yeah. If you have a C.J. Spiller, an Adrian Peterson, an Arian Foster, so the after you get past the top fifteen running backs, it gets ugly. It's not so ugly for QBs, so I wouldn't worry about that. And wide receiver talent is all about the waiver wire, picking up people throughout the year. And so speaking of picking people up off the year, or up during the year, uh, here's a don't that's a little controversial. There's this thing called handcuffing, and I don't like it. So my don't is don't go the handcuff route. A handcuff is basically when you draft the someone's backup because you have them. So for instance, you would draft Adrian Peterson in the first round, and then you would go down the line, and then you would draft Toby Gerhardt, who's his backup, just in case Adrian Peterson gets hurt. Okay, And Adrian Peterson is the running back for the Minnesota Vikings. And guess what? Toby Gerhardt, the running back for the Minnesota Vikings, you don't know. 
okay? And you're gonna continue not knowing him. First of all, it's kind of, I don't know, maybe it's superstitious, but I don't really like banking on injuries. It kind of feels weird to me to be like, well, just in case, unless someone is injury prone, like Darren McFadden, who's a running back for the Oakland Raiders, he's hurt every season. So that's a little bit different. But I still say take the best player. Take the person you think is going to be great, because then you can fill in with that person instead of just someone's backup, because someone's backup is not that person. Yeah, and uh, again, handcuffing, I'm just so undecided on it. I think for an 8-10 team league, I wouldn't do it. But for me, if you are in one of those 12-14 team leagues and you're kind of going back and forth between two people and in one case it's a handcuff, I don't think it's a bad idea because in which case, you know, you know for sure at least that guy's going to get the start. Where in some cases in these 14-team leagues, you're literally drafting fourth, fifth string running backs at this point. That's so at true. least you know with the handcuff that if your first guy gets out, that that guy is actually going to get the start. But other than that, yeah, draft just the best player on the f- on you know left on the board. Don't purposely handcuff yourself unless you are in kind of a really multiple-team league. Oh, yeah, I agree. You know, and on to, you know... <sighs> Don't draft people all on the same team, period. You know, I mean, if you keep picking up your backups, you're just going to, and you're going to get nutso in one team. And what happens if not only did that person get injured, the starter get injured, but they don't even use them in the first place. Now you have a crappy backup who's never getting used, you know, so you don't, Mm -hmm. you just, Mm -hmm. I'd stay away from it. You know, I mean, that was one of my don'ts is, as new fantasy owners, um, typically we all have one or two favorite teams. Do not just draft your favorite team, your NFL team. Um, that's so silly. Not only that, but you're going to get so angry with your team, and you might start disliking your team when they're not performing <laughs> for you. Not only that, but that team is going to be pass-heavy or running-heavy, um, wide receiver-heavy or tight end-heavy, heavy Every other week, you don't know what they're going to be. So now you have players getting the ball a lot and other players on your team not getting the ball much at all. Make sure you spread it out. Spread it out. Now, I don't disagree with having a quarterback running or wide receiver combo um, if they tend to do that combo a lot. Like Jay Cutler, Brandon Marshall, awful example. Don't draft Cutler. But, um, <laughs> uh, you know, I just I was did, like, what are you telling them to yeah, do? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, but he does have a love affair with Marshall, so I get it. <laughs> so definitely spread your fantasy love throughout the NFL. Yeah, variety is the spice of life. I mean, I loved having Matt Ryan, the quarterback from the Atlanta Falcons, and his tight end, Tony Gonzalez, on the same team. But that was rare. You know, it's really mostly because Tony Gonzalez is just an amazing tight end. Um, But, you know, I'm back to my theory on drafting in general, which is the best player is who you should draft, always. So if that person is on your favorite team, great. But really think about if he really is the best player. Or if you're thinking, oh... Maybe I have rose-colored glasses on for this person. So, you know, I I would definitely mix it up as much as you can because, you know what, you never know what's going to happen. It's any given Sunday, and you really learn that in fantasy football. 
and you're gonna maybe have to drop that person that you thought was awesome and you just have to deal with that nice terrible movie reference there any given Sunday. That's a phrase. The uh, movie title uh, is a phrase commonly used uh, based off of the drafting practices and salary cap. That, yes. Anyway. Brandon falls asleep to that movie every Sunday night during season. <laughs> just, just letting you know. <laughs> that oh, and Wildcats yeah. with Goldie Wildcats, I would respect. That movie oh. is awesome. And you give so day. So good. Debatable. So good. Varsity Blues, oh anyone? Uh, we should have Goldie yeah. Hawn on the show. Oh, to do list. To do list. So good. That would, that would like make my season. Yep. Same here. Get her, get her to redo the song. Oh, amazing. Uh, <laughs> great song. Football. No. <laughs> <laughs> It was like before the topic. <laughs> yeah. Classic one lines in sports movies. Yes, that's a cutting edge, my friends. Not a football movie, but another <laughs> great sports film. Figure skating, football. Topic. Totally now we're going to start talking about Happy Gilmore. We're just yeah. going off the rails. <laughs> too, many good, too many good sports movies. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I totally agree with you guys. It's like the stock market. You know, diversify your portfolio. Um, you tell that I'm the sales one here. Um, yeah, I didn't even mention what I do in my intro. <laughs> like that, I just like brushed over that. Um, but yeah, you know, you want to. I'm in sales, by the way. I'm a sales manager. But yeah, you don't. You want to spread the love because there are times where some teams just aren't playing well. So they may have a rough patch in their schedule too. And so if you happen to be starting them when they have a bunch of really hard divisional matchups, in general, your fantasy team could really suffer because of it because you have so many players all on the same team. So just diversify your, you know, your team. Same concept as the stock market. And I think, you know, like you, Courtney, one of the things that I was advising is, you know, don't just pick a bunch of players from your local teams, like you said. Um, and I think a big reason for that is, you, you know, you still want to be able to enjoy watching your team. And, and it's something that you a lesson that you will learn is because, you know, let's say, you know, we're Broncos fans here, you know, and there were many times where the ball was getting thrown to Eric Decker and I had Demarius Thomas. And I'm like cussing Eric Decker out like I am screaming at Peyton Manning at a TV because I just want to throw Demarius Thomas. I'm like, whoa he just scored a touchdown. My team just scored a touchdown and I'm freaking out right now. <laughs> and, you know, and you still want to be able to enjoy football. You still want to be able to enjoy watching your team. So I guess I would say, you know, don't just pick a whole bunch of players from your team. You might want to avoid it. And, and you might want to, for your own sanity, maybe not always start people that play against your favorite team because then you're rooting almost for your team to lose, which is also another one of those like weird heartbreaking things to do i mean if you can't avoid it by all means the ultimate goal is to win fantasy you got to leave the emotions at the door but if you can kind of avoid playing people against your team i'd maybe recommend doing it yeah you know i this brings me to maybe not about draft day but overall fantasy um nfl season you need to get your nfl whatever it is for your cable you need to get the all day all plays fantasy football stuff. I mean, on for me, it's red zone, and I get it all day long. And it is nonstop football. You see every touchdown. You see every field goal. You see every point. It is awesome and awful if you're having a really bad week and the player you're playing against is having 
an amazing week. But I think this is crucial um, into really enjoying, you know, all of your picks instead of just only being able to see a couple games on Sunday. And, you know, I don't know why, but I've always been able to kind of divorce my fantasy football brain from my NFL fandom brain. And so my first priority is the Broncos. I want them to win every game. My second priority is my fantasy teams. Oh, I thought you were going to say the New York Jets. (laughs) 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 She's not that stupid. Wow. Uh, She's stupid enough to buy quite a bit of apparel for the Jets. Yeah, she has quite a bit of Jets apparel. Her husband does, at least. We go to the games. We live here. And my husband's a Jets fan. Sanchez is sexy. Do they pay you to go to the games? Just a question. No. You know, that they game should. that we went That'd to awesome. where they were playing San Diego, they should have paid us. Yeah. It was freezing. You know, it, it for anyone that's been, like, in a stadium, I love sitting actually up high because you can see the, um, the running routes. You can see the actual plays happen, and it's so beautiful. Well, <laughs> San Diego and the Jets were so bad last year, Carson didn't get to see that. He kept asking me when it was going to happen. <laughs> but someone would get sacked or fumbled or fall or whatever before there was even a route run. It was terrible. It was the worst football I've seen in a professional level. Uh, but, yes, so I love football. I love football in general. And But you know what? I, I want my team to win, but then I want my player to get as many fantasy points as possible while my team still wins. And that's what you got to do. You're going to end up doing math in your head that you never knew you would do. You'll be like, well, he can still score a touchdown, and we have a whole three minutes left, so then someone could come and score something. You'll do that. Uh, you will do it. But I am the next don't, so I'm going to get started on it because it is very important, and it is do not draft a kicker until the final round. Seriously. It's debatable. It is not debatable. You guys, I, I don't know how else to say this. Just do not do it. And frankly, I rotate my kickers and defenses all season through matchups, and it works great. There's very little difference. In fact, there was less than a one-point difference between the number one and the number 10 kicker last year per game. Okay? It does not matter. So just don't do it. Don't, and especially don't do it before you have all of your starters for crying out loud. Yeah. But again, I guess my only comment here is I agree, you know, kickers are the last priority, but again, know if you have to draft one prior, because some, again, some leagues you have to draft all your starters. So again, in that case, that'd be the very last pick that you make before going into your backups. But yeah, I mean, you can interchange kickers throughout the entire season. This is really important to not follow the trend of your draft if this is the kind of shit people are pulling out. You know, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I know like every podcast we do, we talk about David Akers, but for real, if somebody doesn't or has been drinking or, do you know, just is not there and starts going crazy (laughs) and picking up defenses and kickers, you know, two thirds of the way done with your draft, stop, rewind, and just realize that having a top 10 kicker is just fine. And I agree. If you are paying attention to your league throughout the year, you can drop and pick up kickers as, as many times as you need. And, This is where I'd like to say names are important, okay? 
This is where your intuition comes in with your kicker. Pick your favorite. Janikowski? Pick your favorite name because their names are awesome. I'm just throwing that out there. They are always good names. So Why do good. the kickers always have such good so names? So good. Be- Fantastic. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Maybe it's because their parents thought they're going to be kind of lame. Yeah. So they just they they up their name. They amount to much. Yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> they make more money than I do. But <laughs> suck up. Suck up. Yeah, that's a good one. There's so many goodies. So many. So many. One of uh, my don'ts, my last don't is, uh, you know, don't let people get under your skin during the draft. Talk shit, have lots of fun, but realize it's a game, people. Don't get angry. Don't start throwing fits. Don't cry. And I'm talking to men, too. Don't cry. Uh, You know, have fun. Just relax. Focus on your team so you can kick ass for the rest of the fantasy season. I totally agree. Unless you're Ashley. And you're drafting David Akers, the kicker from San Francisco 49ers from last year in the sixth round. I stand by it. So hopefully that ribbing sunk in. I mean. I stand by it. No. Okay. (laughs) Do what you got to do. Yeah, I agree. I mean, people brush it off. I mean, I think an important thing for you to remember is that half a fantasy, honestly, is luck. It really is. I mean, like, you could have a good draft, but between injuries and your players deciding whether they're actually going to play that week to their potential, um, a lot of it really is luck. I mean, yes, obviously there are certain people, like, you should not be drafting, you know, Ryan Tannehill if, you know, Peyton Manning's still on the board or Tom Brady. I mean, like, yeah, you deserve to be mocked endlessly. But there, there is just an, a certain element of luck. So if anybody's giving you a shit, just tell them to fuck off. Absolutely. It's just for good fun, you know? Really. And I think, you know, that kind of brings me to another one of my don'ts. And I'm sure, you know, Brandon, you know, is very emotional. So she may disagree with me as I emotionally feel this. But don't draft with emotion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um in terms of not taking players that you hate, I, I agree with Brandon that if you emotionally really like a guy, go for it because you're really going to enjoy your season a lot more having a guy on your team that you really like. But don't not draft somebody because you hate him. Like, I, I'm not a huge Tom Brady fan, but you better believe that I would draft him as a top choice if he's the option. It's not personal. It's fantasy. Just keep that in mind. This is not personal. It's fantasy. I agree. <laughs> and I, unless you hate them because they suck at fantasy. Which is possible right. because which is fair. Someone's gonna burn you, and you are gonna swear halfway through the season, never again. Never. They're those players. Uh, Who's your Ashley's player? Brought it up. Me, Pierre Thomas. Mm. That guy. Mm. Steve Smith. Ah, everyone mm. knows mine. Matt Chubb. <laughs> And these are all different positions. So I have a running back I'll never draft. She is a wide, and Courtney has a wide receiver that she's never going to draft. And Ashley has a quarterback that she'll never draft. And it's okay. You know what? Because I cannot, cannot handle having Pierre Thomas. Also, another one that's very popular to, to say that about, Ryan Matthews. A lot uh, of people are saying, I don't care never again. how far I've done he it. falls in the draft. He will not be on my fantasy team. And that's perfectly fine. That's the only hatred I can get behind. Yeah, I would agree. I say, you know, don't, don't, especially don't rule out a whole team. You know, just because you don't like the Oakland Raiders doesn't mean, well, 
I mean, yeah, don't draft anybody from the Oakland Raiders. Raiders. No, that was that was a bad example. (laughs) Um, Not this season. (laughs) uh, Buffalo Bills. Oh no, no, bad example. Okay, that's what we should have done: do's and don'ts for NFL teams. Don't do the Oakland Raiders. Don't do the New York Jets. Um, I mean, yeah, just you know, it's for fun, you know, and. I have actually learned to enjoy a lot more teams after playing five years in fantasy football because you really start to grow emotions. <laughs> Stay the, keep the emotions out. No, you really start getting a feeling. You know, Dwayne Bell, I mean, I love him. Can we talk a little bit about how mom emotionally gets attached to some player every single year and she really struggles when somebody drafts him before her? Yes. And we and we have to take a minute in the draft because she has to like come to terms with the fact that he will not be on her team again this year. <laughs> it's shit talking it. without talking for for our mother. It's wonderful. I love it. It's, Do you think it's, it's going to be RG3 this year? It's totally going to be RG3. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Round 1. Mom. I mean, mom fell in love with him like earlier than usual. Like usual, it takes a few weeks yeah. for her to really form her attachments. But like RG three is like instantaneous. Yeah, she dropped Cam Newton like he was a hot potato. Hot potato. She, she was, was like, like oh, I'm done with that, Cam. <laughs> so last season, so RG three this year. I mean, we should really put up her draft picks because we know at least seventy percent of her team is going to be on the injury list. You know, so people will know. <laughs> yeah. Just don't draft another mother drafts because she's she's got the luck for them to all be injured. Yeah, yeah, she's got the opposite of the Midas touch when it comes to fantasy. It's yeah. like all just, of her players get hurt. Mm, it's terrible. All the time. Uh, I'm gonna end our don'ts here though, and I'm gonna end it with something rather technical. And this is gonna. I don't care what other people are doing. Once again, I think that's what Courtney said earlier. You know, you do want to kind of feel out what's going on with your draft, but this is something that I don't care what they're doing. Do not draft a defense until all starting running backs are off of the board. Once again, there are so few starting running backs, or even less featured backs. But even if you think that they're going to be part of a running back by committee type of thing, like D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart and Mike Tolbert on the Carolina Panthers, still, D'Angelo Williams is the starter. Draft him before you draft a defense. I don't care how low it is. You know, same with Chris Ivory on the Jets, even though I just told you not to draft a Jet. Take them no matter what, because every year there's a great defense, but it rotates. And it's very difficult to predict, and it's very schedule-based. And once again, you can pick up the defense that's playing against the Jets each week, and that defense will get points because the Jets always fumble or inter- throw interceptions. So you kind of, with defenses, you, it's a lot more about matchups than it is about the actual talent of the team. So just make sure to keep that in mind and don't use one of your good picks on a defense, even though I think defenses are very important, and especially in real football. But we're talking about fantasy football and how they get points. And they get points because the offense is bad. Yeah, I mean, there is one caveat, guys. You are allowed to draft a defense before Ryan Matthews has been taken. (laughs) <laughs> in fact shame on you if you have drafted ryan matthews before your starting defense shame on you so good <laughs> um yeah i'm with brandon i mean for me again defense is like the one position where i will actually make a lot of transactions because it is so week to week and it is really entire it's 100 percent based on that matchup your team your defense could have killed it one week because they're, you know, playing against, I don't know, Andrew Luck and his multiple interceptions, whereas, you know, 
you'd be playing against a completely different team the next week where you could get half the points. So for me, I like to switch them out every week. I generally keep at least one in there and I rotate the other ones out. So that's one that you, again, save it towards the end um, and really kind of be proactive on that as far as looking on the waiver wire to find kind of what best matchup there is for the week. Yeah, I mean, you know, another way that you can figure out what defense is going to work best for you. Yeah, we have them ranked, you know, who's the best defense. But go to that ranking that has uh, who has the easiest schedule as well and kind of mix and match the two together and figure out, okay, well, if I pick up this defense that's actually ranked fourth on our rankings, but they have the second easiest schedule, that kind of bumps them up maybe in your eyes and you want to draft them um, over a different defense. But, you know, it's like kickers. You know, I hate to put them in the same category, but, you know. You wait, and you wait, and you pick up what you get, and it's fine. It's not going to make or break your season. I say that, but I'm sorry if you lose a championship by a defense right now. I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. So every uh, week we're going to try to do some questions from our fans, and our first question um, is from a fan of ours, Octavia. Wonderful name, I must say. Mm, and indeed, she, it's a good She's got a really good question about the draft. Um, the question is, according to reports from the 49ers training camp, Vernon Davis is lining up at tight end and wide receiver. And supposedly he's doing a pretty good job. How does this affect his fantasy value? Tough question, ladies. What do you think? Brandon, you start us off. Well, unfortunately with fantasy... I have yet to see a scenario where more is more, where I've never seen someone that is listed as wide receiver and running back or wide receiver and tight end and then be a high producer. So it actually makes me more nervous, to be honest with you. And and a lot of reports are also saying that he's definitely going to go back to tight end, but that they're just using him right now in the sets and that he's having a lot of fun with it and what have you. I'm... I'm concerned for the 49ers in general. I feel like Kaepernick really leaned on Crabtree, and I'm not entirely sure that they've filled that void. And I and Vernon Davis is just so inconsistent. I, I have a really tough time. He's almost on my list of never again people. <laughs> you know, because he's he is... When it comes to fantasy, and once again, this is not talking about them as a football team, but as a fantasy player... I'm, I'm not willing to get in on this. You know, many would disagree with you, Brandon, and love Vernon Davis. I'm not, you know, I'm not so nervous about it. I mean, I agree with you. I think he's a little inconsistent. But the one thing that is consistent is that they do throw to him a lot. Like, for a long time, he was, like, the only viable option for the 49ers. He was, like, Frank Gore busting it up the field. Who, by the way, Frank Gore does not get the love that he should get as a running back. Like, he is a solid, solid, solid option. I'm saying that right now. But, I mean, for a while there, I mean, like, Vernon Davis was really their go-to person. Now, Granny's getting a little bit older. And, you know, Kaepernick, when he stepped in, really liked, you know, Crabtree. And, again, you know, we're talking, you know, a, a, a little bit different look this year. But... Again, I think they're just kind of put him in that role. He's going to be a tight end. He is a tight end. And I think he's going to have a little bit better year this year. He doesn't, it doesn't make me as nervous as, as it does you, Brandon. It makes me more nervous for Kaepernick's sake than Vernon Davis, just because if they have to move Vernon Davis to wide receiver part of the time 
just so Kaepernick feels comfortable throwing the ball to someone. Oof, scares me. Not only that, but Vernon Davis running routes that he usually doesn't run or trying to get, um, you know, more action on the playing field worries me for injuries. I mean, you start running out there in that field, you're going to you're not looking in the right direction. You get hit and you get hit hard and you're out, you know, and that really concerns me for him in a tight end position, period. So it's, you know, I don't. For me personally, I don't think you think twice about this wide receiver crap and you, you know, try to get a different tight end, period. He won't be a wide receiver. They're not going to use him as, I mean, if they do, it'll be so seldom. I mean, he's not transitioning to a wide receiver. There's but no why way. are they doing this? I have to say it is peculiar because I would think they're going to, they would want to try to get into a groove instead just trying this just for really no, and that's what it sounds like. They're saying, yeah. oh no, it's not going to stick. But then why are you doing it? They're probably trying to confuse defenses, to, you know, as far as that's where true. he's, where he's lining up. So, I mean, it, to me, that's what they're doing here. And I'm kind of with Courtney. It's perhaps also for Kaepernick, which is a little concerning. You know, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but I, he's still going to primarily be a tight end. It, it's kind of like the whole Tim Tebow effect is when he comes in for the Wildcat. You know, it's like, ooh, what's Tim Tebow going to do? It's going to be like, ooh, what, what's what's Vernon Davis? Is he a wide receiver tight end in this scheme? I mean, yeah. I think Vernon Davis is crying at that comparison. <laughs> <laughs> he should be. He's right I know, now saying, I, know. I like, never want to uh, trade up again. I think <laughs> Vernon Davis actually playing wide receiver is like, um, yeah, Tebow playing quarterback for the Patriots. It's not going to happen. Let's just move on. I don't think that it's going to be a concern wow. at all. Yeah. I think he's going to be stuck to tight end. I think that what they're trying to do is just build the chemistry between the two players, between Kaepernick and Davis, because now Kaepernick's lost Crabtree, and he is a little boy in a field that just doesn't know crying. which direction to go to get home. Yeah. Crying in the fetal position. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hey, note to Harbaugh, you didn't fool Courtney. She's not <laughs> buying it. We're not buying it. Nope. Nope. She's calling your bluff, man. Yep. Give it up. Oh, Give man. it up. It, this nope. is a good case. Do not pick up Vernon Davis's back up tight end. <laughs> no. Totally. Has anyone ever handcuffed a tight end? Oh, God, I hope not. I mean, maybe the Rob Gronkowski, Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez. Pre-murder, obviously. Uh, seriously. Yeah, seriously. Pond. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a really a fun podcast, ladies. Thanks. That was a good stuff. I hope, I hope everybody <laughs> feels a little bit, you know, more comfortable and ready for their fantasy football draft. Next week, it'll be a full week of preseason games. Yay, we'll be on schedule. Ashley will be out of town, so unfortunately you won't be able to hear her wonderful voice and opinions and cursing and loveliness. I Um, hope one of you steps in to curse for me. You better fucking believe it, Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) So it will just be Brandon and I. We might have a surprise guest. We'll see. It's kind of up in the air still, but... uh, Surprise. No pressure. No No pressure. Uh, (laughs) Just so everybody knows, we're going to be doing a little game-by-game commentary so we'll try to hit every key point for fantasy owners with each each matchup um 
And that's kind of how we're going to try to start it off. Hopefully it's successful. We like, we like it. We have a lot of good things to talk about for most teams. <laughs> Starters might not be playing much at all during this preseason games, but we are totally excited to watch some football. I mean, let's get these helmets on and let's get playing. Um, make sure you guys check us out at HerFantasyFootball.com for more info. We've got our rankings up there. You know, Make sure you harass us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. We always like a challenge. Until next week, no more faking it, ladies. <laughs>